welcome to the First NSB podcast. And with me is Paul Sanders, our associate pastor, and Joel Kobosh, our next generation leader. I am Luke. I'm the pastor here at First NSB. How are you gentlemen today? Doing well. I'm doing fine. I'm not the one who had the long trip back. <laughs> yeah, we did have a long trip back. It's rough missing sleep, isn't it, Joel? Yeah. Still trying to recover a little. Yeah. Uh, this might be a sleepy podcast, right? A little bit sleepy. And so we um, we just we spent a week, uh, Joel and I, along with 16 others, uh, we spent a week in Guatemala, specifically in Guatemala City. And we um, had a great week of, of ministry serving with Clubhouse Guatemala that is on the ground year round serving in the country. We helped out with the construction of a kitchen at a school in um, Guatemala City. We also did a vacation Bible school. We distributed shoes, and we also made home visits sharing the gospel. So um, we uh, it's a good week of ministry. Joel, what, what kind of thoughts did you have or highlights, you know, or observations from the week? Uh, yeah, it was well, this is uh, my second year going. And so it was. It was good to see the the different uh, how how the two years were different. Last time we went with another church, and so this time we were able to go just our church, which I thought was good. I thought it was it was helpful uh, to have that that bonding just as a church to to bring a group, all be from the same church. I thought that was that was good, and. Uh, we did. I, I felt like we were able to do a lot more this year, for whatever reason. We did a lot more home visits and and did that kitchen. That was a that was an additional thing. So there was a it was a it was a busier week I'd say than last year. We were always we were always doing something. You had a core group of youth right there. Yeah, yeah, ten ten I think or nine or or something like that. Well, if you count some of your uh, young adults, yeah, probably somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. But if you so if you did next gen, in other words, if you did did college and career in there, then it was. Yeah, I mean, it was a good blending of uh, middle school, high school, uh, young adult, college career, and you know, I'd say adults that are. I don't want to say older adults because you know, younger adults, middle aged adults, so. Yeah, I think it was a good, good mix of ages. So, I felt like the the overall attitude of everybody was was positive. Yeah. Everybody was there to work together and accomplish the mission, and I feel like we did that pretty well, which was encouraging. Yeah, and I agree with you as far as the. Um, well, I mean, I agree with everything you said there, but the idea that we got a, there was a lot that we did. We we seemed like, you know, we stayed pretty busy. I think that's a good thing because it's like we're only there a week. You know, we don't need a whole lot of downtime. It's like, let's just go ahead and hit it hard, you know, while we're there. Let's do the home visits. Let's do the kitchen. Let's do the vacation Bible school. So, yeah, I think that I think we we, we squeezed a lot into uh, into a week. So I think that was good. So what, what, would, what did the day look like, Joel? So we would we would wake up each morning, have breakfast about seven o'clock and we would eat together and then. Uh, we had a little bit of downtime while we waited for our bus to arrive. Sometimes the first morning we packed all the, the, the food bags that we gave out. So 
we took we just laid out th and filled 100 food bags so and then some some mornings it required different things that we had to do before we got ready but then we load up the bus and head to zone seven where we did our ministry uh we would unload the bus with all the the different food bags or vacation bible school stuff that we would bring because we had to do that each morning and uh and then we would head out and do home visits which basically you just you walk to to different homes and uh they invite you in and you just get a chance to talk to them and really you're really the the goal is to build relationships and and we get to show them kindness through giving them food bags or or water filters or whatever it is but the the idea is to show the love of christ to that community which i think is really really neat so we did that and then uh then we'd eat lunch we do some more food bags and uh then later we do the vacation Bible school. And then we also had a team during that time that would be working on the kitchen off and on. So. Oh, I see. So you'd split up a little bit. Yeah. So we had, we had a couple different groups going, we'd split up, take bags and go different places. So. And, and some way. would work on the kitchen. Yeah. What's zone seven? Is zone seven a, uh, a middle-class area, you know, kind of, doing well or is it is it one of the poorer neighborhoods or what's going on with zone seven you know i i don't know um how zone seven is compared to other zones in guatemala city but the area specifically that we were working in was i mean the people we were visiting the homes of that we were ministering to um i mean they, they seem to be quite quite poor um, I don't know how that compares to to other zones or other people um, in Guatemala, but I mean they certainly, compared to us, had far less materially than than what we have, and their living conditions are are living conditions that I think um, we, we couldn't we we couldn't imagine living in such conditions ourselves. Would you agree with that, Joel? Yeah. For sure, and many many other jobs are just some. A lot of the ladies just clean houses, or uh, the men will work at a a car repair shop, or taxi drivers, or just very minimal jobs. Is it a dangerous place? Because you hear about the gangs down there. I think it's fairly safe during the day. I think sometimes a lot of the stuff that happens may happen during the night, and that's. Part of the reason I think that we we try to leave mid afternoon. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, as far as that, I mean, I never felt um, unsafe. I mean, I, I've been I've been there. This is the third time I've been. Uh, but Joel's right. I mean, we're there during the day. Uh, we're there in in a group, so it's not like you're by yourself. And you know, but yeah, I mean, we do leave before. You know, we leave mid afternoon, so we're we're out of there before before it gets dark and um but yeah i mean i think that although i mean and one of the home visits that we made we, we asked you know what they did for a living and he said he what the man that was there said that he was uh a bus a, you know public transportation he drove for the public transportation but he said he he had stopped because uh the gangs require that the public transportation give them so much of their their pay i think it was either 20 percent or or at least like 20 
consoles or what I'm not sure exactly the amount, but they're they're required to give them that. Otherwise, they threaten to kill him. Kill him. So he just quit doing it because it wasn't worth it. I guess. So I think stuff like that is going on all the time. Right. But as far as t- a danger to us, I mean, <laughs> we don't have to worry about things like that. But I think it, as far as danger, there's stuff like that going on all the time. Yeah, it, it you know, it's hard to know what danger is until it happens to you. Um, right. But you guys were in a dangerous place. There's no, there's no doubt about it. The gangs, the gangs control a good deal of the city, and um, if they decide they want to t- take some gringos for ransom, then 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 that's your day for, to be taken for ransom. But uh, I certainly, I certainly was playing, praying for your safety. I've lived in, you know, I went, I was in Vietnam. I, I lived in Borneo, and I, and I know what it's like to be targeted and things like that. And, um, uh, but you can't live your life in fear, right? You have to live your life in trust with God. Right. Certainly, yeah. I mean, certainly. I mean, there's probably dangers all around us that we're just perhaps unaware of, and yet, you know, God just protects us and He cares for us, and so. Um, you know, we don't we don't know all. The, I mean, there's things we may know that are potential threats, but but I'm sure there's plenty of things that we're oblivious to. And you know, I mean, it, it's possible maybe we pass by some pretty dangerous folks. I mean, but it just right. Yeah, you can't live your life in 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 this fear of well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go do anything because I'm afraid of what might happen or what could happen because bad stuff can happen. So right. And what you're doing is fairly innocuous because you're giving away food. So it isn't like, you know, it, it, you have some support from people if they if they don't have very much and you and you bring them some extra stuff. Uh, they kind of like that. So, what what was the reception as far as the gospel among the kids? Would you say? I would say it's it's uh, fairly positive. I think that the communication that or the language is a barrier. Obviously, just because. We don't have a personal uh, translator for every person, so there is a barrier with the language. But uh, I think, as far as it was, it was definitely clearly presented, and I think the kids are receptive to that. We had chances in the homes to to share the gospel with not just the kids, but also parents and grandparents. Yeah, and we did see some. I don't know how many exactly, but there were some who did profess faith um while we were there this week um which is which is great yeah and uh, as far as reception to just um just our presence i mean the homes that that i went into the the people in those homes were very receptive to our visit they seemed grateful and uh, appreciative um that we had come and i'm assuming that they somehow had a heads up that we were coming I, i don't know how they how they arranged that, but we made a lot of visits, and I, I don't know if they like gave them a heads up beforehand. Do you know, Joel? Did they like tell them ahead of time that we were coming, or did we just show up? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure how uh, they chose who we, but I think I I know some of them had mentioned they didn't know we were coming, but it was uh, they a lot of them were saying it's like your angels from the Lord. <laughs> yeah, which is interesting because I mean, you think about I, I mean, if I had like seven like five six seven people just show up at my door and i didn't know they were coming i might be kind of like like whoa this place is a mess or whoa i didn't know you're coming i mean i think i don't know that i would be as receptive so it is a culture difference where 
I mean, some of them may have known we were coming ahead of time, but like you said, some of them didn't know. And yet, I mean, did you did you have anybody who didn't seem to be welcoming of your presence and your visit? I think we only had one one family that, and I think it was more of a comeback later. I don't think it was. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, it's not like a Muslim country where professing Christ would is is like death, you know, instant death. That it, makes it a little easier since since they are quote unquote a Christian nation. So. Right, they're heavy Catholic. Yeah. Yeah. And also, there's quite a bit of Pentecostal influence in Central America, South America now these days too. So, so t- what 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 happens when you leave? You were there for a week. What happens when you leave to the place, to people and things like that, kids and all that? Well, you know, Clubhouse Guatemala has, um, and Clubhouse Guatemala is 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 a ministry that operates, you know, on the ground in Guatemala in different parts of of the country. Um, they operate a program um, out of the church there and i'm not sure exactly but i think that program provides children in the program with some food i think maybe even with their their families with some food is that right joel perhaps yeah um i think there's some education like some bible education and not all the children like because i know there were some children that you know we interacted with that were not in the program because they've got to have parental permission and so if Clubhouse is not able to get that, then those kids aren't able to be in the program. But they do sponsorships for, for children, and, and they do have some children who I think are in the program who aren't sponsored. Um, they don't turn them away because they're not sponsored, but they do try to get them sponsored. So I know that I think this week we saw three of children in that program who, who were sponsored, which is great. And so we're, we're gone, but... Clubhouse is still serving and, and ministering. They'll have teams that are coming throughout the summer. And, and that doesn't mean they're going to go specifically to Zone 7 or to that school. Uh, in fact, probably they likely won't go to that school. But um, you know, they'll, be, you know, they'll, be, they'll be serving. And there's also the church that, that, we were, um, that the program is operated out of as well that is still there and, and serving. So there's still a gospel influence. There's still ministry that happens even after even after we've gone yeah and i know fernando who is the the local guatemalan that basically heads up clubhouse guatemala uh he said that a lot of his week is spent going to various court hearings and just different things within the families and and working because he he mentioned a story of one family that they're ministering to that the child protective services is trying to take her kids away and they're helping allow her to keep those kids by providing food for her and 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 going to various court hearings and things like that so there's a lot of of stuff that i think goes on that that really helps them minister to those those children and their families and i know one thing that they mentioned was is their main goal is to allow these kids to to go on in education because i think they said once they hit sixth grade then a lot of them are done with school. And so their goal is to, to keep them in school so that they can give back to their communities and, and, and keep going and, and get decent jobs and, and help. So Okay. And in Clubhouse, Guatemala is, is now an indigenous uh, organization, right? It's, in other words, it's, it's, it's a, a nonprofit based in Guatemala, not in the United States, right? 
Uh, well, it is an American ministry, but it it's 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 in Guatemala. So it is, I mean, yeah, I think they're I think they are a not for profit in um, in Guatemala, but uh, they are an American ministry. That's yeah, certain. but they they're run by the Guatemalans, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, in fact, other than Mike Parker, who's their executive director, I think all the staff for Clubhouse. With the exception of of one person, I think um, they're they're Guatemalans. Right. So, so when you leave, you're leaving you're leaving the mission field in 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 charge of the, the indigenous people are carrying it on a on a day to day, year to year basis, and so it isn't like an in and out, but there's ongoing ministry. Right. It's not like we just randomly you know, show up and then there's nothing going on until we decide to go back if we decide to go back. So yeah, they're, they're, they're continuing the work. And, and I think it's cool. Um, you know, cause this is now, I mean, this is the third time I've been to that specific area. The second time we've taken a group from the church to that specific area. I think it's, uh, it's, it's a good thing for us to go back to that same area because you see some of the same people and it's kind of like an ongoing um, ministry. So I, I think there's a, I think there's a benefit to us going back to the same area. And we planned to be actually working in the school and do the vacation Bible school in the school. But um, I don't, I think we found out like, I don't know, within the first day or two that we got there that, that they had actually canceled school for like two weeks. Right. I don't think we found out till we got there. Did we Joel? No. Yeah. So you just kind of, and that's one of those things where, you know, you have one plan, but you just have to kind of go with the flow. And so we didn't do VBS in the school because the school wasn't open, but, but we did it in the park. Um, and so you just kind of, you got to have some, you know, you got to be fluid and you got to kind of go with the flow. So yeah. is it a Christian school or is it a, is it a government school? It's a government school. A government school. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I applaud the ministry and I applaud us as a church supporting it because in my experience, which is ancient history, but it's it was kind of the standard white missionary goes to Borneo, which is on the other side of the world, of course, shows up in the middle of tribes there and uh, you're all by yourself as, as a couple of white people. But you're not really trying to get the people to take over. You're, you're trying to establish your own beachhead, bringing not only the gospel, but also American culture. Yeah. And and that is not needed. You, if you get the indigenous people with using their their own culture to reach people, it's a much more effective ongoing experience and you get to as you say help the kids get a decent education and so forth and so on so what did you think of the poverty how, how does the poverty affect you how does the poverty affect the team especially the young ones what do you think poverty they see yeah i think well even i asked them a couple to share they didn't share in church but they shared in in our small group and that was a big thing i think that stuck out to many of them was just they they realize how much they really have and they just saw how how joyful and thankful those people were and they didn't have anything really and that just i think really impacts them to see like they don't a lot of a lot of what they have is is sometimes just a distraction to them and and creates more problems right or in other words, material does not bring joy and happiness. It's, it's right. kind of it's a fact of life. It's a fact of many studies that just because you're materially, you know, well off doesn't mean that you're uh, mentally, spiritually, uh, psychologically feeling good. Many times you feel worse. Oh. And, and that even stuck out to me, I think, 
more specifically this year than even last year was just because you'd go into these homes and these people, you'd ask what they could pray for, and they would just sometimes list a long list of things like, I'm I'm not feeling well, I have diabetes, I have eye problems, my family doesn't know Jesus, They, my one son died, and the kids don't know where their dad is, and just all these lists of problems. But yet, it was just very evident that if our, if our hope and satisfaction and joy comes from our our things or our family then there is no hope in that but but to see that even if things are terrible you can find joy in in the lord and i think that was just very powerful this trip for me yeah it is it is evident isn't it so what was what was the the highest high point and what was the low point for you guys i think the the high point for me was just being able to uh go into the homes and get to know the people a little bit and hear their story. And, and one really encouraging thing was we went in one home and I don't think she knew we were coming and she was reading her Bible and, uh, she was just, you could tell she, she loved the Lord and was passionate about it. Cause she was telling us about Bible studies that she had in her, in that area and the church she went to. And there were several people and she was, she had a little compound kind of thing. She had her space and then there was, uh, some spaces above her and she was letting people that didn't have anything stay there and so that was that was really encouraging to see somebody that really loved the lord and was passionate about it and was being a light in her little community there so that was definitely a high point a low point i think was just it was it was exhausting some days taking all those bags of those visits and sometimes it was like i really don't feel like walking around and taking any more bags of these people and i just had to remind myself like I'm not here for me. These people are truly receiving a blessing from me doing this. And so I can walk a little further. Yeah. I'm sure <laughs> the kids felt the same fun. way too. This isn't that much fun there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know high point, low point. I mean, I think that, you know, it's encouraging to, you know, just to, to be able to provide some level of help. Um, and I think that, I, I, I kind of like. I think the home visits. Um, I think that that's I, what I like is that it wasn't like we just did one thing. It, we didn't just make home visits and deliver food bags and water filters and you know share the gospel. Which obviously sharing the gospel is 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 more important than giving a food bag. I mean, we we, we need to share the gospel. Um, you know, I think meeting both physical and spiritual needs and helping out, you know, they go hand in hand, but I just need is a spiritual need. We need to share the gospel. But I, I like the fact that we did food bags, but we also did the, the kitchen help. I, I think that was something that, you know, like if we go back next year and we're able to work in that school, you know, we can look over that kitchen and it's not completed. I mean, we, when we left, you know, it wasn't done. But but when we look over there, it's something tangible that we can look at and we can say, hey, we we had a part in that. You know, we we didn't we didn't do all of it, but but we we had a hand in that. And it's tangible. It's something we can we can point to. But I think also, I mean, you know, more importantly, um, children that we've ministered to, children that we've gotten to know, um, you know, hopefully in time we'll be able to see their 
their lives, you know, hopefully they, they, their lives move in a, in, the, in a positive direction. And, sure. and, and, and hopefully we've had some small part in helping to influence them to live their lives for the Lord, to, 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 to not follow the path that maybe many are, are going on, you know, and, and if we can sponsor children, I think that's another cool thing is that, you know, if we have people in our church, because one of the things we got to do was we actually delivered um, a, a care package to a child in zone seven that one of the families in our church sponsors. And so that was cool that here's a child that's sponsored by one of our families in our church. And we were able to give the care package to that child and take a little video and picture and, and send it to that sponsor family. And, and I think also, you know, if we have people, you know, we have people on our team this week who, who ended up sponsoring a child, you know, I, I know of two different um, children that were sponsored through our team members um, actually three, I think. Um, and I think that's cool because that's ongoing financial support for that child through clubhouses program. And that's somebody that if, if they're on the team next year, they'll get to hopefully see that person and sure. talk with them. So I, I think there's, there's just a lot of, um, which is another way to have kind of a, of an impact beyond just the week. Right. And of course, what we always have to remember is that we might be part of the harvest and we might even sow some seed, uh, but it's God who that's right who, who, who rings the uh, yield in, right? He's the one that is always there. He's the one that's working people's hearts. And if we do, if we're faithful on what He wants us to do, then He'll make, He'll use it for His glory. Yeah, that's right. That's our hope, right? That's our hope and prayer. Yes, absolutely. That's right. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean. We just do our part, and and our part may seem small, it may seem insignificant, but um, God can take the, the little bit that we do, and God can do great things. Right, and it, and same thing with our ministry day in and day out at our church. We only have kids around for two or three hours a week. We don't have them for, for very long. We just have to count on God to whatever we do there that will impact them for uh, for eternity. Right. Absolutely. Well, God can use what we do. We can't be. We can't think we have to have kids twenty four seven in order for them to become Christians or to live well or to. That's that's not what that's not what it's all about. It's about us being faithful, and letting God use the little we have, and he'll he'll turn it into something great for himself. Yeah, yeah. I think of those. I think of the passage that says his his word will not return void, and also in First Corinthians fifteen, where if we remain steadfast, unmovable, always bound in the work of the Lord. And we don't have to worry about it. Yeah, we don't. So, yeah, so I think it was good. And I also think the other benefit, I mean, so there's the benefit to those we serve, but I think there's a benefit that we experience. And Joel mentioned this, I mean, you know, with some of our students who shared during youth small group about, you know, you kind of realize when you see poverty like that, that, you know, you realize how much you have. Um, but hopefully what happens is, is when we come back into our kind of normal routine, our normal lives, you know, hopefully we come back changed. Hopefully we come back with a, um, with a greater intentionality to, to share the gospel and to, and to make disciples right here in our own community and, and maybe to give more and be more, you know, faithful, you know, with the things that God's entrusted to us. So hopefully that, 
hopefully we come back changed and, and different and and we don't soon forget the kinds of things that we observed and experienced while we were while we were serving thank you guys for your time this is going to conclude our our podcast for for this week but um, stay tuned we'll be back soon